0: Hi, and welcome to the Deployed Yogi Podcast, an audio journal, an audio look into what I'm doing here at Udeid Air Force Base in Qatar. So first, I just want to start this episode by saying uh, thank you for everyone. Uh, I've gotten a lot of support so far with kind of the new format of the show. Again, this is kind of what I'm doing while I'm here. And just the support for myself, my family, And give a couple of shout outs. First to Julian coming from the 805 in California. Uh, I've been told that he listens to the show quite often. So thank you for the support. Uh, Also to Garrett, you know uh, who you are. I really appreciate the care package you sent. And just thank you to everybody because this has been really helpful for me just to kind of spill my guts and empty my mind every week and get these ideas that i have out of my head and in out into the world which is kind of a to me it's really cool thing right you just get to create this thing and creating and and making things and hopefully you know maybe it resonates with some people is a really nice thing Uh, i don't know how else to describe it just it blows my fucking mind that people are listening to this and uh it just makes me feel really good i look forward to it every single week um uh, so this week it really got me thinking about um impacts and the impressions we make on people when we don't really even think we are. Just by being us, by being, you know, shining our light or showing our light, as as I like to say, really has an impact on people around us, our friends, our families, and rarely do we ever get to hear people say that. And I've been fortunate enough that in my time, me being me, I've made an impact on people. And I don't want to sound like oh, I'm just a fucking guru. And I was, no, people have been kind enough to and vulnerable enough to share how I've been able to impact them and maybe change the way they see certain things. Uh, from my last assignment, there's a, a couple, there's a few guys that since I've left there and since they've left there, they've reached out and we're still in contact a lot of time. And it's, it's kind of, it's very humbling. I guess that's all I can say is, you know, a lot of times I, I doubt myself and I doubt, who we are. And I think maybe a lot of people can maybe fit into that category. But just a reminder that, you know, your energy, how you approach the world, how you talk to people, how, you know, all those small, minute things just day to day can make a big impact on a person. And you fucking probably won't ever know unless you're super fortunate like I am. And so let's just straight up and tell you, hey, I, I really appreciate you being here and sharing these words. And I'm here. I'm glad that you're, I ran into you. And, I've, of course, I'm a big believer in woo-woo and all this kind of energetic shit. And, and uh, I feel like if we're open to the universe, we're, we meet people or we'll come across people for certain reasons. We just have to be really receptive and be open and vulnerable for those relationships to blossom and um, to bloom and maybe gain something from that, you know, to cultivate something from, from that energy that we sow when we start meeting people and really investing our energy into a relationship, which... You know, on going on a tangent is as we get older, man. You know, your your short your friend, list of friends, I feel, gets shorter and shorter. And not it's not to to anyone's fault. It's just you become really selective with where you put that energy, and um, you know, and that's just a part of life. I feel. And if you if you spread it too thin, all those they're very shallow wells. But if you have a select few people that you can really dig deep and go deep with, it really brings out the best in not only them, but also you, because you learn to be a little bit more empathetic and realize the the power that you have in your day-to-day inter- interactions. You know, just this morning, I was getting my, my daily, co- my, not my daily, my weekly coffee. That's my treat that I have uh, every day on my day, every time on my day off. And there's this guy that came in. I didn't know him, but he was wearing a sweater that I thought was so fucking awesome uh, it said chala at your boy, and on it was a loaf of chala bread. You can look it up. Um, so before I left, I made sure to tell him, hey, I really, really like your sweater. I We talked maybe like 30 seconds to a minute on how he makes it from scratch, and I told him, you know, I make sardo bread at home, and we talked a little bit about it. And that nice little interaction, I left there feeling like, oh, man, that felt really good. And then maybe that guy will have a good day after that interaction just saying somebody, hey, I really like your sweater, and talking about that sort of stuff. So you know, it's again just a big thing, and I don't know what kind of impact I have doing this podcast, if any, if anything. I just really thank you guys for <laughs> for listening for my for my tens of listeners that I have out there. And it also got me thinking of the impact we have on our family with the words that we use and the energy that we approach our those relationships can be, which can be really really touchy. You know, um, you don't get to pick your family um, sometimes. We're very fortunate with the family we have. I feel like I'm in that category, and some even some relationships I have within my family are kind of strained, not for any particular reason. It's just we fall out of contact, and I, I that's the one thing I do want to work on this year is kind of cultivating those relationships again because I'm, I'm again I'm very very lucky. Um, but more so, I was thinking about my with my wife. Um, Saturday mornings are usually I say like they're kind of our date nights. Because it's the one conversation we can have all week where you know Sunny is asleep, and we're we're not super focused on on him and make sure, or I, I say we more so Sam that she's not focused on you know either he's waking up and getting ready for to eat and get ready for the day or he's getting ready for bed which he can be you know kind of fussy towards the end of the night. Um, so Saturdays she gets to put him to sleep and we get to talk for you know anywhere from half an hour to an hour, um, and it gives us a chance to to reconnect. A little bit because during the week I we've said it to each other that we don't feel super connected because we're just super distracted with everything that's going on in our day-to-day life and just trying to maintain you know I'm trying to get to sleep to a certain hour so I can be up for work and or I have to get ready and go to work and you know I just really appreciate those conversations that we do get to have where we're kind of like okay yeah I have to I have to come back to home base every now and then and that's kind of the the, the phrase I came back to is you know as we're going through this deployment and being apart for so long I have to keep in mind that we're still growing as individuals and we were doing that when we're back at home together but we got to uh, like come back to home base every night at the end of the night typically we would talk about our day and reconnect and now we're doing it a little bit longer interval which it's can, can be kind of frustrating and straining on the relationship because it's like ah. Oh, I talked to you for 15 minutes today and that's it, you know, and it kind of, it, it's a part of the deployment and it does suck, but I have to keep in mind that this is what it is. And also that, you know, again, we're growing and that revisit to home base is needed as much as we can because it allows you to kind of again reconnect and just kind of exhale a little bit and remind ourselves that we're on the same team. You know, it's we're on opposite sides of the world, which is very difficult, but we're on the same team and just trying to remind each other that I'm here for you, you know, not the best capacity, but I'm here and I see your growth and I love you basically, you know, not to get super emotional about it. And it got me thinking of, you know, past deployments before Sam and I were married and before we were together, I was married previously. And the thing about deployments is. You know, when I was younger, I didn't I didn't think about that growth and how things change over time. You know, six months is a fucking, it's a half a year. It's a long time. You get a lot of difference, a lot of differences and a lot of growth happens in that time. And in past relationships, I would come home and just think, like, I would think that life just hit pause when I left. And when I come back, I just hit play again and everything's back to normal. And that is (laughs) through, you know, a lot of turbulence. I learned that that is not true. And coming back is redeploying as we, we call it is it's a very big uh, process, getting back involved with the life of the person that you love and that you have a life with. Uh, That person may have changed the way they do things and they like it that way now. And you have to adjust to that and vice versa. And, you know, just keep it in mind. I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's just something I was thinking about. And I'm glad that we get to have this weekly talk to come back to home base. And it's just a reminder that, you know, this thing that we're doing, this life, uh, each of our goals and aspirations that we have, her with her business and me with doing this podcast and doing the yoga thing, I have to remind myself that it's not our individual thing. Both of them are our thing because it encompasses both our lives and this life that we're trying to grow together and not trying to think of it as oh she does that, she does this, but she does. But I have to remind myself that, you know, her doing that makes her feel more fulfilled. It makes her feel more powerful and puts her in a better better mindset, which in turn affects how she is when she shows up in our in our relationship and as a mother and you know as, as a sister whatever so i had to like all those small things aren't just her things they're our things and vice versa all my things aren't just my things they're her things as well so anyway that's our, the what i took away from our, our weekly conversations i do think a lot guys just let you know and uh hopefully this can help somebody with, with their relationship um on that i was again thinking again on on temperance on how important it is um just doing small things over and over again and how small acts can make big changes, can change the trajectory. Last week, I you know, talked to my buddy, Chris, and you know, he's in recovery. He's a recovering alcoholic, and he told me one thing that, I don't know if it was in the show, but he said, you know, just a small act from the outside, right, of just not picking up that, that drink. That's how it started, right? That's how this journey of his started. He just decided one day, I'm not going to pick up this drink and I'm not going to drink it. And from that, his trajectory changed immensely, right? Now, you know, he lives in Thailand. He's been sober for like 12, 14 years. He's on this meditation and now sharing what he's learned with other veterans and other people uh, struggling with their mental health. He has a beautiful family. And just it all started with this one simple fucking thing of not picking up the drink. And he, you know, he's involved with this organization called Consequences of Habit. And when we were talking, I he had a shirt on. I was like, man, I really, not knowing that he was involved with that, I was like, man, I really fucking like that. Because it just shows you that, you know, the habit, whatever it is, is going to give you some sort of consequence. So you get to decide what that consequence is, right? It can be good, it could be bad, it could be beneficial or not. Um, and I think that's a really powerful thing that we control our, you know, our daily actions for the most part, I mean, the course, there are our circumstances that don't fit that mold, but for the most part, it's just really small things that can make a huge difference. Um, so whatever it is, you know, it doesn't have this, be this grandiose fucking thing. It just can be as simple as not picking up something to drink. And it got me thinking of, you know, an analogy. And of course, you know, I usually go to food or working out, and I was sitting in the DFAC the other day. DFAC stands for Dining Facility, for people that don't know. We like to shorten everything in the military. And this guy, uh, he was making a burrito. And and I've, I'm guilty of this. I'm guilty of this. He just put way too much shit in there for the burrito to, like, wrap it up properly. And he had this, like, it was fucking being held together barely by his hands. It was kind of the burrito, like, once you bite into it, you can't put it back down. Or, you know, I hope you know what I'm talking about. Um, so as soon as he took that bite, it was a fucking mess all over the plate. And I was just kind of sitting there and, and just admiring it, you know, and just thinking, you know, there's a lesson in there somewhere. And that is, you know, don't put too much shit in your burrito when you're trying to make a change because it's just it's a fucking mess. And what I mean by that is trying to find, if you're trying to make a change, whatever it is, trying to find the smallest step you can do towards that and just mastering that one thing. Don't try to do this, do that, do that, do this, because it's just going to, make a fucking mess so doing the best you can to find the minimum viable product Um, when it comes to fitness it may just be as simple as drinking a you know glass of water or two glasses of water when we wake up and then going for a 20 30 minute walk and although you know it may not seem like a lot like i said the smallest things can change your trajectories that can snowball into so many other things uh i'm gonna get off my (laughs) my uh my soapbox on that one now so make some changes, people. That's what I'm fucking telling you to do. Uh, just like myself, I'm not. I'm nowhere fucking perfect, and I'm still struggling with these things. Um, these past couple weeks, I have, <laughs> I've put on meditation sessions and classes here on base, and uh, both times I have had zero people show up. So it is always humbling, you know, and it's always good to to temper that ego a little bit. But I've learned to, you know, I I can't attach myself to these outcomes. All I can do is control what is in within my control, and that's it. So the first time I did it, I really only advertise. I didn't really advertise it all that much. I just put it out once, and that was it. And you know, of course, nobody showed up. And uh, I, I didn't really get upset. I just questioned it, and that's kind of the biggest thing. Is like. I showed up. I did, I kind of did my part, and I started really digging, asking questions like, did I really do everything I could do that was within my control? And I started, well, no, I could have advertised it more. I could have talked to more people about it. I could have done this. I could have done that. And I left that a little bit wiser, a little bit humbled as well, but a little bit wiser. And the next week, same thing as all right, I'm just going to advertise it to a, a bigger audience to cast a bigger net. And (laughs) again nobody showed up and I was like okay what did I do a little bit different what could I do different next time and now I got the lessons from that and I'm just gonna keep showing up and keep offering it and just keep changing my approach and eventually (laughs) I I fucking I hope anyway somebody will show up and they'll gain some sort of benefit from you know those those meditation classes and sessions and that's you know you don't know until you do it and that's another lesson I've I've learned as well is I can analyze and shit all I want from the outside and work on this work on that, but it's not until I put that pen to paper until I do the actual act that the actual that the learning is going to take place right, and that, I think that's a big lesson in, in life as well and something I hope to pass on to 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 my son. You know, I for a long time I just overanalyzed things. Everything had to be perfect, and at the end of the day, it's not a fucking space shuttle launch. You just got to do it. And then the lessons are going to come thereafter. And they have so far with this thing that I'm trying to do. Oh, same thing with this podcast, you know. Um, on that, as far as like the work front, uh, things are going fairly well. Uh, I'm, I'm full in charge of my section now. And this thing is something I I question a lot. You know, what, what can I do? How can I serve these guys? What's my role here? And I just, I always go back to the Dharma. You know, what is my purpose here right now? And I I question it. I think about it. I write about it. And you know, I have my answers uh, that I think, and there's things I can work on. And that just, you know, I recommend you do that too, whatever role you're fulfilling in your life. Because we have several roles. As you know, I'm I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm a, I'm a section lead here. I'm, you know, I'm a military member. I'm a lot of things. So, and each one has, you know, purposes with that kind of bleed into other ones. But some are very, very specific, like. You know these dudes i have to make sure they're taken care of that the work's getting done but they're also kind of happy to show up to work i feel like the big part of deployments is morale if your morale is in the shitter productivity goes down people get upset with each other and just causes a whole slew of other messes but that's you know work is work i'm doing the best i can i'm trying not to fucking burn the building down essentially and that's really all i had this week Uh, Although I do have a fun fact that I learned this past week and I want to show it to you because it fucking blew my mind that this still goes on. So, and I'll, I'll tell you how I got into this, how I got this news. It wasn't just like a random thing. But did you know, since the 1930s, mules have been carrying mail and goods to the Havasupai people located inside the Grand Canyon. So every single day, today... Right. 2022, 10 to 22 mules are used daily alongside with one Wrangler on horseback, six days a week, traveling nine miles down into the Grand Canyon to the Supai post office. It takes three hours to get down there and five hours to get back up. So I thought that was super interesting that I didn't know first that there's a post office down there in the Grand Canyon. Second, how they get it down there is still the old school way of fucking using mules there might be a lesson in there somewhere i haven't really thought about it i just thought it was something super interesting to share with you guys because that that's just fucking cool i don't know i just i can't describe it any other way that it's fucking cool that that still goes on and there's people out there and there's mules that carry mail in 2022 down to the grand canyon i guess how you can use drones i guess or a helicopter but if a fucking mule does it man then that's what it is maybe that's the lesson in there it's just trying to overthink shit the simplest Answer is typically the, the best one. Anyway, again, I really appreciate all the support that I've gotten with this uh, podcast and this you know, new version of it. Um, if you have any questions that you'd like to ask or things I you maybe want me to talk about, please send me a, a quick note. Um, I'm going to keep putting these out and hope you all are enjoying the meditations. And that is it, everybody. I, I love you all, I appreciate everything. And I will talk to you and ramble on next week.